Televangelist Pat Robertson has endorsed Rudy Giuliani for president. What's up with that? And Iran's president says his country has the capacity to make a nuclear bomb, but it won't. Should we believe him? Plus, comedian Ben Stein has a movie coming out about the science of intelligent design. We'll interview the producer. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire. We will not falter and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. Today, it is my pleasure to announce my support for a mayor, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. All right, Pat Robertson, founder of the Christian Coalition, is endorsing today, you heard it right, Rudy Giuliani. He's pro-choice, effectively pro-abortion. He's effectively pro-homosexual marriage. Pro-Sanctuary City, Rudy Giuliani. What do you think of that? Here's Rudy's response. Thank you very, very much, Pat. I am very, very honored by this uh, endorsement. Pat Robertson is a very uh, well That's good. Uh, there's Rudy. He says, thank you. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the second segment because uh, here's Sam Brownback endorsing someone else. Sam Brownback, the senator, pro-life, pulled out of the race, and he's endorsing someone else. I'm here today to uh, endorse the uh, best pro-life candidate to beat Hillary Clinton. Okay, who is that? Well, you'll find out in the second segment, Ooh, but we've got suspense. all kinds of endorsements swarming around Pena, but what else is up? Well, we will talk about those later. Also, though, in the news, Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad says that Iran has 3,000 centrifuges, and that's important. It's sort of a benchmark because this is enough to produce a nuclear weapon. And uh, he says that Iran's nuclear program is peaceful. So the question we've got to ask ourselves is, should we believe this or should we be very afraid? And we are going to ask the Heritage Foundation's defense expert, James Phillips, a little bit later. Okay, well, let's just go right now to this story because it's very fascinating. Another development on that end. Israel is warning that Iran could have nuclear weapons in two years. Two years. And here's that story from Jerusalem. It's a worst-case scenario, but Iran could have nuclear bombs within two years. That's according to a senior Israeli intelligence officer briefing a parliamentary committee. 
Two years is much sooner than most Western intelligence estimates. Israel has been speaking out about the dangers of the Iranian nuclear program for years, since the Jewish state is a prime Iranian target. There's speculation Israel might take it upon itself to attack Iran's nuclear facilities. Israel says it won't take the lead on that. Mark Levy, Jerusalem. Okay, one other development pen a note on this, and that is that Sarkozy, the French president, was uh, in D.C. today. He spoke to Congress, and here's what he said about Iran. The prospect of an Iran armed with nuclear weapons is unacceptable for France. Okay, they might not have been with us for Iraq, but under this new president, they're going to be with us in the hard line against Iran. Let's talk about it. Well, sounds like I can start buying my Perrier, but with us is James Phillips. He is the research fellow for Middle Eastern Affairs at the Heritage Foundation. He is a foreign policy expert, especially on the Middle East and these matters of terrorism. And James, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. We uh, look at this news coming out of Iran, that they actually have enough uh, capacity to produce a nuclear bomb. They say they're not going to. So I guess our first question is, should we believe them? Well, unfortunately, we can't afford to believe them. And I'm not sure if any of your listeners saw President Ahmadinejad at the United Nations in September. But during that speech, uh, uh, during the speech at Columbia University shortly after that, he uh, boldly and I would say baldly stated that there are no homosexuals in Iran and he didn't right. blink an eye <laughs> and given that uh, of his ability to lie about that I don't think we can uh, trust him about too many issues so what should we do about it what should be our policy right now because we've got a debate going on in Washington DC some people say we ought to be ready for military action in Iran other people say that there are people there that we could link up with and actually stop uh, the production of nuclear weapons what do you think well I think it's gonna be a very difficult challenge because uh, the, the Iranian government although it's very unpopular uh, and particularly President Ahmadinejad uh, is increasingly uh, under political attack at home because of his uh, bellicose rhetoric and failure to uh, fulfill his election promises to improve the economy, even though that uh, political situation is very unsettled and there are a lot of uh, Iranians that want to change the government, the problem is is that the Iranian opposition isn't very well organized, and by the time they get their act together, Iran will probably already have a nuclear weapon. So I think uh, unless uh, the U.S. can lead a unified international community to impose effective sanctions uh, against Iran, it's likely that Iran will will go ahead uh, and then the choice will be either going to war to stop them or just passively accepting a nuclear Iran. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking with Jim Phillips. He's from the Heritage Foundation. He's a research fellow for the Middle East uh, with that think tank. Uh, Jim, let me ask you this. Ahmad Inajad has also said uh, we want to wipe Israel off the face of the globe. He's also, in a more serious vein, suggested that the Jews in Israel uh, get out of the Middle East, get out of that Arab-dominated, Muslim-dominated area. They need to go back to Europe if uh, the Europeans like them so, so much. And he's also said, imagine a world without the United States. Now, here's my question for you. 
should we take this kind of rhetoric seriously? Um, I mean, this is kind of like reading Mein Kampf in the late 1930s. Do we believe this guy is really going to do what he says? And if we do, um, do we give Israel a free pass to, uh, to defend herself? Well, I think Israel uh, probably will at some point be forced to attack Iran because Iran has been at war with Israel essentially since 1979. Uh, they've been supporting terrorist attacks on Israelis. Funding Hamas, right? Yeah, Hamas and Hezbollah, uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Uh, Iran has supported a wide variety of terrorist groups that are essentially committing acts of war against Israel. So I think Israel will be fully uh, within its rights to respond and disarm uh, Iran's nuclear program. And for that matter, uh, Iran has supported terrorism against the U.S. Uh, so I think you know the U.S. Uh, legally would be within its rights to to uh, re- respond militarily. Uh, the difference is is that I think. We're a lot farther from Iran, and we're a lot bigger country, uh, so we don't face as great a threat from Iran as Israel does. Let me ask you this question. Uh, A lot of people think, you know, the Democrats uh, uh, get an unfair rap when people say they're weak on national security. Yet, right now, the leading Democrat presidential candidates, Obama and Edwards, are saying, you know, under no circumstances— is President Bush empowered to uh, attack Iran? And even Mrs. Clinton, who voted to say that um, the Iranian Guard was uh, a terrorist organization, even she's saying now, oh, wait a minute, but the president doesn't have the right uh, to take action if he, if he, he thinks he needs to. Isn't this right now uh, proof, actually, proof positive, at least that the Democrat leaders uh, are are undermining our national security position. They're, they're underli- undermining a, a kind of a bargaining chip, uh, telling the enemy what we will not do, that is, that we would not attack you. Doesn't that weaken our position in any negotiation? I think it does, and unfortunately it may also increase the risks of war, because if Iran uh, feels that the U.S. Uh, has its hands tied uh, behind its back, then it won't take any negotiations seriously, and it'll just use them to buy time to finish working on a nuclear weapon. Uh, so ironically, uh, th- this kind of rhetoric, uh, which you know many presidential candidates uh, are tempted to, to uh, indulge in for domestic political reasons, ultimately could increase the chances of war. Our guest is James Phillips with the Heritage Foundation. And James, uh, you did mention uh, the presidential race, and of course it does become a campaign issue. And then we talk about Israel being so close and really the country that's most in danger from this development. So, I mean, in a sense, why talk about it? Shouldn't we just let Israel do what they're going to do? I mean, they are anyway, aren't they? Well, I think they may eventually be forced to, but I think there still is a a chance, a very small chance, that if... uh, the big trading companies, uh, countries that have extensive uh, investment in Iran and support its oil infrastructure, if they signal that uh, 
they need uh, Iran. Would you think like Russia would be one of those? Well, I, the, the problem is that you can't count on Russia and China, and therefore you can't count on the UN. The UN will do too little too late because Russia and China essentially are acting as uh, Iran's lawyers. But if the Europeans, especially uh, Germany, Italy, and, and France, got together and, and told Iran that they would cut off foreign investment in that country and cut off uh, subsidized trade, that would be a huge cost uh, to Iran, and it may uh, lead uh, the Iranian uh, political leadership to wake up to the dangers that uh, President Ahmadinejad is uh, leading them into. So perhaps Sarkozy sent such a signal today. I, I think he's sending very helpful signals, and it's a, a real breath of fresh air to see uh, that kind of foreign policy coming from France instead of the appeasement that uh, the former government indulged in. Jim Phillips is with the Heritage Foundation. Jim, thank you for being with us. We hope to have you back. Thank you. All right, folks, more in this show later about the French President Sarkozy. Uh, Today, he said, Vive la France and Vive la United States. That is, long live the United States. He wants to reconnect and reforge an alliance. So we'll talk about that later in the program. But coming up, Pat Robertson endorsed... Rudy Giuliani today. Does that surprise you? Pat Robertson is the founder of the Christian Coalition. This is a pro-life, pro-family organization, and Rudy Giuliani is pro-choice, effectively pro-abortion, and really uh, pro-homosexual marriage. Um, You look at his administration up in New York City, very loose also on immigration policy. And people are surprised, particularly that in the primary season, Pat would endorse Rudy. And we're going to listen to that endorsement when we come back. And we're going to listen to Rudy's response. And we're going to ask, why would Pat Robertson endorse Rudy this early in the process? Um, Why? Sam Brownback, a pro-lifer. That was his signature issue. The pro-life senator endorse someone today. And that one is going to be a surprise. We will play that tape of San Brownback. And we have other endorsements of Romney coming from evangelicals. So we're going to try to pick this apart. We're going to ask you to call. The number is 800-881-9270. We want you to listen to that sound. Be ready to call 800-881-9270. And then don't forget, next Wednesday, November 14, the town hall, the battle for truth. Beware of false prophets. In fact, we want you to go ahead and email some questions on that town hall for the experts. Some false teaching you're concerned about, go to kcbi.org, kcbi.org. You can email questions on false prophets. November 14th, the Criswell Radio Network's Town Hall Series is back. The Battle for the Truth. Beware the False Prophets. A town hall meeting to focus our gaze back on Christ and the truth of God's Word. What a great opportunity to remind people that what the Bible says is true. Truth. 
Special guest panelists include Dr. Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Barry Cameron, pastor of Crossroads Christian Church in Grand Prairie, with special insight from John MacArthur, host of Grace to You. Dr. Tony Evans, pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, George Barna of the Barna Group, and more. Hosted by Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of the Criswell College in Dallas, Wednesday, November 14th, 7 p.m., and live from Crossroads Christian Church. The truth. Fight for it with us. November 14th, only here on the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Rudy Giuliani. I mean, think about it. Rudy Giuliani, there's, th- there's only three things he mentioned in a sentence, a noun and a verb and 9-11. I mean, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. Okay, that's Senator Joe Biden. He's a Democrat. He's running for president of the United States. And, of course, he's just saying that, look, Rudy's signature issue is 9-11. And, in fact, in some of the debates, it does seem like all of Rudy's answers come back to 9-11 in New York City. But uh, Pat Robertson may have bought this because Pat Robertson came out today endorsing Rudy Giuliani for president of the United States. His chief reason, 9-11, national security, and the um, jihad uh, war against the United States. And so we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But Penna, something else is coming up. Well, on September, that's how Sarkozy put it today, and it was an important uh, piece of why France supports us also. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And also, Ben Stein's upcoming picture, Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed. It really takes on the academic elites who ridicule and penalize scientists who take really intelligent design seriously. We've, of course, talked about that later. This movie comes out in February, and we're going to talk later with one of the producers. All right, so let's talk about all of these endorsements swirling around. And the first one today, the big one, is Rudy Giuliani endorsed by... Evangelist, televangelist, Pat Robertson, 700 Club, founder of the Christian Coalition, and seems to endorse the most socially liberal candidate in the Republican pack. With us to talk about is longtime Politico, Jack Berkman, president of Berkman Associates. He's been a commentator for Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. Jack's been with us many times before. Welcome back, Jack. Hey, Doctor, how are you? Good to be with you as always. All right, Jack, were you surprised by this endorsement? Um, what's your take on it? You know, I wasn't surprised, but that's because I really hadn't been focusing on what Robertson may or may not do. It, 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 if you look at it, I think it seems logical in a way. The, the big thing here is Mormon. I mean, everybody would love to get, a guy like Pat Robertson would love to get behind Mitt Romney because he's a clean living guy. He's a family guy. He doesn't smoke or drink. He doesn't even drink, you know, uh, uh, Coca-Cola, for God's sakes. But the problem is, he's a Mormon. And as you know, and as your listeners know, a Mormon is not a Christian. And you, you just can't, when your Savior is a hustler from upstate New York, that doesn't cut it for the Christian base. It doesn't cut it for your listening audience. And Pat Robertson, I think, as much as he'd like to get behind, he's been wishing for Mitt Romney to come out and say, look, I'm a Mormon, but a Mormon's the same thing as a Christian, and Christ is my Savior. But you know what? Mitt Romney won't do that. I've told him that three times. I said, Governor... You can be president if you say that Jesus Christ is your Savior, but he won't do that because he really believes in the Mormon faith, and that's his choice. It's a free society, but 
the Christian base won't do it. Okay, so that rules out Romney. Fred Thompson, I think, you know, Pat Robertson, in addition to being a great Christian leader, is a great political leader. He's a Yale Law grad. He's a smart guy. And, you know, Fred Thompson's probably not going to get there. He doesn't have the money. Uh, you know, and Fred Thompson is a social conservative, but let's face it, he's a social conservative because it's kind of the thing to do. I mean, I think there's a perception that he's a ladies' man and he has all those kinds of issues, and I don't think anybody would look at him and see a clean-living guy. And so, and then there's McCain, and there's McCain is a moderate, and he, whatever he try, however he tries to refab himself, he's clearly a moderate in the uh, uh, Goldwater, Arizona tradition. I don't think there's any question about that. So the question becomes, where do you go? Well, that leaves Rudy Giuliani. And Giuliani is, uh, uh, well, two choices. It leaves a minor candidate or Rudy Giuliani. If you look at Giuliani, you see, well, you know, the New York Sodom and Gomorrah lifestyle. I don't know how many wives support for gay issues in the Christian base just cringes. But what they do see is they see very strong national security, very tough on crime. I mean, Giuliani is a libertarian. He's a very tough libertarian. And they say, well, do we take a Mormon? Do we take this guy Thompson? Do we take McCain, or do we take this tough libertarian? And it leaves a guy like Robertson scratching his head, and he says, "Well, I got to pick a horse, or I'm going to be irrelevant." So it's time to pick. It's the fifth of November, eighth of November. I'm going to pick uh, Rudy Giuliani. And I think, in my mind, I think that's what I haven't talked to Pat, uh, but I think that's what that's the process he went through. Let me ask you, Jack, because we got to move on. We got a lot of callers lining up here, but uh, have you? Made up your mind. Are you endorsing a candidate at this point? I have not. I am a, you know, I have many of the problems. Uh, I, ha- I just have many of the same problems. I want a social conservative. I want a strong conservative. I don't see one in the race. I am not satisfied with our field. I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to endorse a minor candidate, but I just don't think... Well, you call us when you make that decision. We want to have you back on, all right? I will, Doctor. I appreciate it. All right. Jack Berkman, president of Berkman Associates. Uh, often here on Jerry Johnson Live. And we've got callers waiting here on the line. We've got Allison on the line from San Angelos. Allison, thank you for calling. Allison, what's your reaction to Pat Robertson endorsing Rudy Giuliani? Hi, Jerry. Thank you. Uh, you know, I I am I'm a little bit outraged. Um, I'm very surprised. Uh, well, some things that he has been, I'm, I'm not surprised in one way. But... Uh, uh, the, Jack was just talking about a minor candidate, and I, I think uh, I saw Mike Huckabee on uh, a uh, one-on-one, and I can't remember the person, the commentator that was with him, and I was very impressed with him. Well, Allison, a lot of people are. Dick Morris wrote an article today saying that Mike Huckabee can win Iowa. He wrote a major piece, and yeah. Dick is an astute observer so he's really not a minor candidate anymore huckabee is now coming in to the front four uh, in the pack you know what's well, funny about awesome. Huck- that is too awesome and i was on mike huckabee i think it was mike com, and i just encourage all your listeners to get on that website and and read about him and sign up for uh, his All right, let's check it out. Uh, MikeHuckabee.com. We've got to move on, Allison. You know what's funny about Mike Huckabee is we've been talking about all these candidates who are getting major conservatives endorsing them. He really hasn't yet, and it's sort of surprising to me. I wonder why. You, every caller that to, calls in seems to like it. It's surprising him. to him, too, and I've heard him talk about that. All right, the number is 800-881-9270. I want you to listen now to the endorsement. 
Here is Pat Robertson. It's about three minutes. Listen to this endorsement of Rudy Giuliani and then call or comment 800-881-9270. Here's Pat. In less than two months, American voters will begin choosing the nominees of their respective political parties for the office of the presidency of the United States. To me, the overriding issue before the American people is the defense of our population from the bloodlust of Islamic terrorists. Our second goal should be the control of massive government waste and crushing federal deficits. Uppermost in the minds of social conservatives is the selection of future Supreme Court justices and lower court judges who will sit in both the federal circuit courts and the district courts. Our world faces deadly peril, nuclear-armed North Korea and the foreboding of nuclear arms in Iran, deadly violence from Hamas and Hezbollah against Israel, the possible overthrow of Pakistan's government, and drawn-out wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. In all of the crises which confront our nation and the world, we need a leader with a bold vision who is not afraid to tackle the challenges ahead. For months, I have contemplated our future and the outstanding group of men who are offering themselves to the Republican Party to be its standard bearer in the 2008 presidential election. Today, it is my pleasure to announce my support for America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani, and uh, a proven leader who is not afraid of what lies ahead and who will cast a hopeful vision for all Americans. Rudy Giuliani stood tall as his city was rocked by the worst terrorist act in America's history. Rudy Giuliani took a city that was in decline and considered ungovernable and reduced its violence crime, revitalized its core, dramatically lowered its taxes, cut through a welter of bureaucratic regulations, and did so in the spirit of bipartisanship which is so urgently needed in Washington today. He proved time and again that he is a true fiscal conservative. Rudy served as a high official in the Justice Department of Ronald Reagan and later as a United States attorney won acclaim as a valiant crime fighter. Justice triumphed as he took down mafia dons, drug traffickers, and corrupt politicians. He understands the need for a conservative judiciary, and with the help of the distinguished Ted Olson, who's here today, and other members of his team, has assured the American people that his choices for judicial appointments will be men and women who share the judicial philosophy of John Roberts and Antonin Scalia. Today, I wish Rudy Giuliani success in the caucuses and primaries, which will take place in a few months. And beyond that, it is my hope and prayer that he will lead the Republican Party to victory in November of 2008. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that's Pat Robertson endorsing Rudy Giuliani. Let's go straight to the phones. Watch your reaction. We've got Wayne on the line from Azel. Wayne, what do you think of that? Hello. I was just wanted to make a comment about Duncan Hunter. I believe that everyone I've talked to that has heard about him has said they agree with all his points of views. Yes. And that they would really like him to be, you know, a nominee. So I'm trying to get inform everyone about him. And since no one thinks he's going to make it, you know, they just don't want to vote for him. Well, he won the Texas straw poll. And yep. uh, we've heard Ann Coulter and others say, look, he really has the best positions. What's his website, Wayne? It is GoHunter08.com. We encourage people to go look at GoHunter08.com. And one of the things we're going to talk about is this. 
now is the time to support your candidate of choice if you happen to be a Republican. Not to go ahead and go to who you think will be the front Don't runner. let the media crown yeah. the candidate. Exactly. Go for the issues and see if you can give and work for one of these other candidates that's pro-life and pro-family. We've got callers holding on the line. We might take one when we come back. And uh, then we're going to talk about intelligent design. Why is there a gag order, more or less, in the media against intelligent design science? Anything that is anti-Darwin is uh, persona non grata in the mainstream press. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, in just a moment, intelligent design. But right now we've got a final caller, Kent from San Angelo. Kent, what do you make of Rudy Giuliani getting the endorsement of the Christian Coalition founder, Pat Robertson, today? Well, I really kind of question it. And the reason why I say that is, you know, you got a man that has gone through several marriages, yet we, we've all failed and fallen and come short of the glory of God. But his issues that he's standing on, what kind of standard do we show our kids? That's my concern. I've got three girls, a 16, a 12, and a 6-year-old that has slightly autistic. And I'm looking at how do I teach my girls a standard of God when the man who's going to lead our, our nation... You know, all he does is cast his eyes and, and look elsewhere, and and it just it just causes too much confusion. And then with, with Pat Robertson endorsing a man of confusion, it's like the litmus test for the abortion issue. But what goes on with me is, is where's our standard? All right, Kent, I think you raised some important questions. We're going to return to those questions later in the program. We're going to listen to Rudy's acceptance speech, and we're going to look at Pat's track record on proclamations and prophecies and just take a closer look at Pat Robertson. Why would he be saying this? But have you heard of intelligent design? Certainly you've heard of Darwin, Darwinism, Darwinian evolution. Did you know that there are a lot of major scholars at major universities challenging long-held beliefs uh, from the Darwinian establishment? And there is a new movie coming out called Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed. You've heard of Ben Stein, the comedian. He uh, is featured in this film. And uh, I want you to listen to some sound from this film, and we're going to talk about it. I was viewed as an intellectual terrorist. If you have questioned Darwinism, that's it. Your career is over. I have been told to shut up. Just stand up and question Darwinism. You'll find out how risky that is. There are people out there who want to keep science in a little box where it can't possibly touch God. Religion. I mean, it's just fantasy, basically. Scientists are not allowed to even think thoughts that involve an intelligent creator. We cannot accept to treat intelligent design as an alternative scientific theory. 
frightened by this, but I'm not going to let it stop me from investigating and from speaking about it. Well, that's some fascinating sound. Penny, you know, when I was working on my Ph.D., I met with one of the guys on that sound there, John Lennox. He has a degree in pure mathematics. He's a fellow at Oxford. And um, he is right. There is a blackout in the mainstream media against this kind of scientific research, which shows that the complexity of life um, implies a designer. And Darwinists don't know what to do with that. You know, I think this new movie coming out in February, Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed, is going to educate a lot of folks uh, as they see Ben Stein. And uh, with us is one of the producers, Mark Mathis. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Mark, this movie, uh, I, I believe that Ben Stein's character sort of goes on a journey and runs into these scientists that the media would have us believe don't even exist. Is that a correct assessment? That's, yes, that is correct. Um, the neo-Darwinian view, this atheistic belief system that says that somehow matter and energy collided and life began and then it's self-organized to the point that it is now, this is the widely held belief that is fortified and protected within academic institutions and is protected also by the media from any sort of criticism from the outside. So what was the genesis of the movie? You wanted to sort of expose this and bring it out into public awareness? Yeah, people think incorrectly that scientists and the scientific community, that it's a bunch of Spock-like people. They come to the evidence, they analyze it dispassionately, and then they come to this conclusion, this widely held conclusion, that essentially there is no God, that there is this, there's only a materialist view where all, all we see in nature is all that there is. Uh, and this is simply not the case. And the science does not back up this materialist philosophy. But you would think that it does, because you have so many scientists within academia who are claiming that it is so. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking about the movie Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed. That is, there's no room for intelligent design, a creator, a designer, in the classroom today. Uh, I want to ask you this question, Mark. Um, the Scopes trial, the supposed scandal that uh, liberals object to back then is that there was a dogma creation, which was to be taught in the Tennessee schools, and a teacher had the audacity, affirming free speech, to present an alternative view. But it seems to me now that that paradigm is switched, and we have in high schools and colleges a dogma, Darwinian evolution, and that they are not allowed, these uh, dissenters who believe in intelligent design or creation, to present alternative evidence, alternative theories which would imply a creator or a designer. Uh, do you think there's... Uh, a hypocrisy there that we're going to be able to expose somehow. Oh, absolutely. What you've described is exactly the case, that um, this, the dogma that exists today is this neo-Darwinian dogma, and you are not allowed to challenge it. And the entire university system is set up to protect this dogma. If you uh, try to get research funding 
and you're a scientist in, in, a, in a university, and it's, in, and it's friendly to intelligent design theory, a theistic position, uh, you can't get that funding. You can't get papers reviewed. You can't, and if you dare to do such a thing, you will be expelled from the system. They will persecute you. They will hound you. They will deny you tenure. They will turn your life upside down if you challenge this cherished atheistic ax- axiom. Mark, I hope a lot of people see this movie. I think it'll really help sort of change awareness. Uh, it's coming out in February. How are you marketing it? Oh, we're uh, doing all sorts of things. One of the things that we're doing is just exactly what we're doing right here, right now. We're doing a lot of talk radio, uh, explaining to people um, all about the, the issue itself and the reason that it's important for people to understand. Uh, you know, we're talking about something that is a, a basic fundamental right. We're talking freedom of speech mm-hmm. here, freedom of scientific inquiry. Science, science has been hijacked by a singular monopolistic point of view and all people who challenge that point of view are persecuted, and that is simply not right. Now, Ben Stein's a comedian, so is this, is this a funny movie? Is there anything oh, funny about it? It, it is. Um, it's a documentary, but it is uh, unlike any documentary that you've ever seen before. Um, ben, ben Stein is a comedian, and he's very funny in the film. Uh, but it's not just, you know, Ben Stein actually is quite the, the superior intellect. I right. don't know. You know, some people don't, may not realize that, you know, he's a, you know, a Harvard-trained lawyer. He writes columns for the New York Times. He appears as an, he's an economist. He's an author. Um, he is a very, has a very deep and sharp intellect, and he's also quite funny. Uh, and it's, this film is, uh, I've seen the rough cut of the film already, and it's, uh, it's the, the most entertaining documentary I've ever seen. And right. where should we look for it to be released, and when? Nationwide. I mean, this is a big deal. This is not some little film that's going to pop up in a few markets. This is a film that is going to receive a nationwide right. release. Uh, and so anybody in any state, in any, in any metropolitan area of any size, is going to be able to go to their local theater and see the film. All right, Mark Mathis, producer, expelled, no intelligence allowed. Thank you for being with us, Mark. Thank you so much. All right, folks, let me direct you some books. For instance, you could check out Dr. Bill Dembski's book, The Design Inference. Now, get this, published by Cambridge University Press. Cambridge, Cambridge University Press, The Design Inference. He holds two PhDs, earned PhDs, and he uses mathematical, statistical uh, probabilities to show that uh, the complexity that we see in the creation implies mathematically a designer, a creator. Or Michael Behe's book, Darwin, Darwin's Black Box. Behe teaches up at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, major scholarly book on uh, cells and blood clotting. And the eye, just again, looking at um, sophisticated systems that could not have evolved, according to Darwin's natural selection. Well, we'll be following up on this story later. But I want to go back now because it's a hot topic, Pat Robertson's endorsement of Rudy Giuliani. What do you think of it? We're going to open these lines up now for the rest of the show, 800-881-9270. Larry, let's go to Rudy's acceptance now of this speech. And I want to suggest there's guarded praise here for Pat Robertson. Listen carefully to Rudy and what he says about Pat. He doesn't want to go too far in endorsing Pat. Thank you very, very much, Pat. I am very, very honored by this uh, 
endorsement. Pat Robertson is a very uh, well-known uh, leader, person of great, well-deserved well reputation, someone who has, as, as uh, Ted pointed out, run for president of the United States, been all across this country, understands, I think, to a very large extent what America is all about, and has very well articulated what are the overriding issues of our, of our time. All right, that's Rudy Giuliani. He says Pat's well-known. He says Pat's run for president. Pat's been across the country. What kind of endorsement is that of Pat Robertson from Rudy? Rudy is very careful here not to over-identify with this Christian leader. When we come back, we'll take your calls, 800-881-9270. And who did the pro-lifer Sam Brownback endorse? That may surprise you when we come back. November 14th, the Criswell Radio Network's Town Hall Series is back. Barry Cameron. A man named Don Piper has written a book called 90 Minutes in Heaven, where he details the story of a tragic car accident where he was dead for 90 minutes, and during that time, he claims he physically, actually went to heaven. He said his most vivid memory of heaven is what I heard. He said he didn't hear songs like the old rugged cross or the nail-scarred hand. I thought, you know... I think I remember something over in Revelation. The revelation about heaven that we do have, and we have God's word on it, seems to say something else. Revelation 5.11, John says, Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and in a loud voice they sang. Now listen to what they sang. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. The Battle for the Truth, November 14th, only here on the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. I'm not saying necessarily nuclear. The Lord didn't say nuclear, but I do believe it'll be something like that. That'll that'll be a mass killing, possibly millions of people, uh, major cities. Okay, that's Pat Robertson several months ago prophesying destruction, a judgment from God because of U.S. foreign policy toward Israel and us pressuring Israel to give up more land um, to the Palestinians. So Pat prophesying major destruction in U.S. cities. I wonder if Rudy Giuliani endorses that. But today, <laughs> Pat endorsed Rudy. That's the story today. Pat Robertson endorsing Rudy. But I do want to follow up on this because let's go back to that next piece of Pat in this prophecy of doom. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope people will pray, and that won't happen. But nevertheless, uh, that seems to be what's, uh, what's coming up. And then the Lord said he will restrain the evil people, but he will not restrain them necessarily initially. Okay, so Pat is being very specific here about judgments of God, and finally even about uh, God using the word toxic as he talked to him. Our policies are pushing Israel toward national suicide. And he also said that the policies of... Uh, uh, the current uh, Israeli administration are, quote, toxic uh, for the nation of Israel. Okay. Well, I think that prophecy was really interesting. And uh, if, if Pat knows that God is going to judge America, 
uh, and we're going to have this destruction of major American cities. Maybe that's why he wants Rudy, because mm-hmm. he's the national security guy and the anti-terrorism guy. But if God's going to do it, it probably wouldn't matter if Rudy's president anyway. I mean, it's really kind of an interesting dynamic. But the pro-Israel position, some of uh, my friends said today, look, the reason Pat is doing this, he's pro-Israel, and he thinks Rudy is the best protector of uh, Israel in this jihadist campaign against the West and against Israel. He did say that uh, he hoped people would pray and that basically God would stay his hand. And, you know, Pat is very apocalyptic about things. This is what drives him. It's what what motivates, uh, motivates him. He opened a television station in Israel because he thought that that would be influential in uh, preparing the world for the coming of Christ. So he believes he has a great role in this, and that's why he's endorsing Rudy at this particular time. All right, folks, what do you think about it? We've got, to- by the way, Bob, you can call back. I'll take your call. We've got Tony on the line from Waxahachie. Tony, thank you for calling. Hello, sir. How are you doing? What do you make of this endorsement today? Nothing, because I don't make too much of Pat Robertson or any of the big uh, pastors who, you know, what is important here, Sarah, is do you know Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior? I think it is time that American Christians, we should go to our knees and cry to Almighty God to give us a leader. We do not have to choose anybody that has brought themselves out there because, you know, we should go to God, and God will give us a leader. We don't need Pat Robertson, we don't need Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is not a Christian, does not know God, and we don't need him to lead this Christian nation. Hey, thanks for that word, Tony. Tony clearly saying here he wants a born-again evangelical, a true biblical Christian. And there have been others who voice this. Uh, uh, Dr. Dobson has said that, you know, in critiquing certain candidates. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's a true Christian, goes to church, lives the life. Richard Landis more or less said, look, uh, my problem with Rudy is not just his position, but his lifestyle. He doesn't evidence, really, the character, the Christian character that we want for president. All right, folks, what do you make of this endorsement? We've got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, thank you for calling. Bob, what's your view? Yes, Dr. Johnson, it didn't surprise me about Pat Robertson because there's been a number of things that uh, he's been kind of wishy-washy about Christianity but uh, we need a man that is a, a strong moral character uh, that's uh, been kind of like President Bush was. Who are you backing? I'm backing uh, Huck- uh, Huckabee. Huckabee. There's another Huckabee supporter, Bob from Terrell. Bob, thanks so much for that call. We found a lot of support for Huckabee. But Sam Brown back today. Uh, he pulled out of the race several days ago, and uh, he has gone public now. Uh, he met with Giuliani. A week or two ago, but he didn't endorse Giuliani. Some people thought he would. But here is his endorsement. I'm here today to uh, endorse the uh, best pro-life candidate to beat Hillary Clinton. Okay, and who is that candidate? John McCain. What a surprise. John McCain, the best pro-life candidate. To beat Hillary? Well, maybe he feels like beating Hillary has to go with that. But, uh, in fact, McCain has voted for a repeal of President Bush's embryonic stem cell research mm-hmm. funding ban. That is, McCain believes the federal government should fund embryonic stem cell research that destroys 
innocent human life. He also spearheaded McCain-Feingold, which really kills pro-life organizations' ability to get their message out and to raise money. And uh, he was part of the Gang of 14. He really led it, which could very easily have derailed Roberts and Alito, uh, Alito from being confirmed to the Supreme Court. Okay, folks. Well, what we have right now is total confusion in the pro-life movement. You have got endorsing Mitt Romney, Mark DeMoss. You've got uh, Don Wilton, the big pastor uh, in the South. You've got um, Paul Weirich. Paul Weirich endorsed him today. Uh, Stu Epperson, I think, is endorsing him. Uh, a lot of these people are my friends, but they've come out right now to endorse Mitt Romney. Bob Jones. Bob Jones. On the other hand, on the other hand, you've got now Pat Robertson, founder of the Christian Coalition, endorsing Rudy Giuliani today. And then you have um, the other endorsement of McCain from Brownback. What a surprise, because McCain is not, he's voted generally more or less pro-life, but he is not the most pro-life candidate and the pro-marriage candidate. He's not uh, the most conservative uh, candidate. So a lot of confusion. And uh, I think a lot of conservatives, whatever you think about the other endorsements, think that Pat Robertson is has made a major mistake here in coming out this early for Rudy. Maybe later, if Rudy is the nominee, and you say, well, the lesser of two evils would be this or that uh, up against Hillary or Obama or something like that. But to come out this early when there are pro-family, pro-life options, it seems to me a tactical or strategic, and I think also a spiritual error, a spiritual mistake uh, to compromise when you don't have to at this stage in the game. And so uh, I think a lot of our uh, listeners are going to have problems with that. I don't think a pro-abortion candidate could win. I don't think a Rudy Giuliani can really pull enough folks to vote for him to beat the Democrats because pro-life is too important of an issue. It's a heart issue for so many people. Okay, well, I can tell you this about what the Bible says. The Bible says um, that bad leaders are God's judgment on a country. And that's something Pat needs to think about, too, is that if we have wicked leaders, if we have bad leaders, it is a sign of God's judgment. But when the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. We don't want a church state or a state church, and that way we are for the separation of church and state, but not for the separation of God and government, God in the public square. The Bible says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Our country should identify with the God of Scripture, the Judeo-Christian God of Revelation, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Don't miss the town hall, November 14. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.